there may be some sort of beings out there or life that does that not could be a whale that does not could a, be a dinosaur does not be a, anything just exactly. one whale <laughs> right even on our own planet just, yeah <laughs> Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. Crack the beers, boys. You may have heard a few extra cracks that time. Welcome that? to the podcast. I'm double fisting, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Two special guests, members of the Eclipse on Tap crew, Ben Blake and Jeremy Schumann. Welcome. Welcome, boys. Well, hey, thanks for having me. Super pumped to be here, guys. Roll Tide. So, uh, episode 39, Nathan's golden golden episode. Golden butthole episode. <laughs> Congratulations, Nathaniel. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yep. you. The Congratulations. 39 on 39. That's right. Yep. How's Milk it, it in. Drink it in. I remember. I remember when I was 39, Nathaniel. Whew. Was it a good year? I think I remember. How long ago was 39 that? 39, too. Was it a good year? I only have stories at this point, fellas. Only stories. It was that long ago? It was that good. <laughs> Depends on who you ask, but yeah. Yeah. So what are we all drinking? I think everyone has a little bit of something different. Nathan, start. I got uh, Transient Ales, uh, Cromulent, American Pale Ale, 6% ABV. They're, they're out of Bridgman, Michigan. They, they've got a lot of uh, funky good ones, but um, buddy Sean Davison brought me one over yesterday, and then I thought to myself... That tasted really good, so I went over to Megabev with my little dude and picked up another one. Picked up what everybody else is drinking, too. Yeah. Thanks, Nathan. You're welcome. Yeah. We got got a little shorts space rock going here. We've had this before. Space theme. They have a new can design. Space theme, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I like it. It's like a juicy pale ale, kind of. Yeah. Sort of like a citra. You know, citrus. I think it's gluten free too. Yeah, it's uh, crafted to reduce gluten, so they they do it after the fact. So it's I don't think you can call it fully gluten free, oh. but it's like lower gluten. It's re- it, it's pretty yeah. much. It's uh, hopped with some tasty little nuggets of alien technology. Five percent, very drinkable. Alien, yeah. yeah, it's got a good alien theme. This is my first time having a space rock, and I'm not much of a beer connoisseur like you guys, but this one slaps pretty good. It slaps hard. It hits, slaps, hits bro. different, slaps, bro. bro. And then I have Slaps. a uh, a Broadleaf local beer. Our good friends at Broadleaf uh, returned to Vim, another kind of space themed one. Uh, Ward over there told the story on the podcast that we had with them of this uh, sci fi character having uh, left Earth and returning to this fictional planet called Vim. And it's a very good beer. It's like a hazy IPA, um, and it is. It's definitely it slaps that one. Slaps you send hard. it with that one. Yeah, this one really sends it six. Well, it's only six percent. I thought it was more, but it it uh, hits different. What is that? A twenty-two, sixteen. That's a big boy. Sixteen ounce. Okay. Just a pint. Just a pint. Just a pint. No, but uh, but yeah, good beers all around for sure. So and you got that from I got up. that from from Broadleaf. Yeah, I picked yeah. up uh, yesterday to help support our friends. Um, so if you're in the the Grand Rapids area, order some pickup. Yeah. You can't go in Did there you, right now. Did you get pickup there? Yeah, I just got a burger. Julia nice. didn't want to. She was, wasn't was hungry, so I'm like, oh, I'm getting a burger and fries. <laughs> so yeah. I went out there and got burger and fries uh, takeout. It was very good. So big cheers to uh, our good friends at Broadleaf. 
But yeah, episode 39, month of December. It's an absolutely terrible day outside. Raining. No but snow. It's, it's no good snow, in though. here, though. It's very, very yeah. pleasant in here. It's been a, a sh- well, I guess I, I shouldn't say shit month, but we've had kind of, I, I want some snow at this point. It's been a shit year, really. <laughs> it's been a it's dumpster first, fire of a year. This is the first rain we've had in about two weeks, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. And uh, Pub 39A, the host of Eclipse on Tap, is sporting a very new table, but it's actually... Yeah. The original table that we started on. It's coming full circle. Yeah. So we started on this table in uh, the E-Rook pub yep. back in the day, and now it's uh, made its way here. It's It it's allows for a little bit more room. Very accommodating. Yeah, it's very accommodating. It's nice. It's a uh, you know, reclaimed wood table. Very nice. Uh, it's a good little... It matches with the uh, the brick wall. It goes Decor. well. So... Um, some new uh, new lighting in here as well. Um, you know, we we're really really sprucing the place yeah. up, D. Well, yeah. and it, we couldn't it do it nice. without all of our supporters out there. But <laughs> yeah, it looks very nice in Pub Thirty Nine A. Um, the the whole vibe is legit. But yeah, this table is bringing me back nostalgic feelings of uh, early early episodes when we had. It was, yeah. it, was, it was a long time ago. Coming that up little on four mic, years ago. The little mic sitting in the middle of the table and yep. uh, just just the two of us uh, reading off uh, facts about. You know, space. It's pretty much how far yeah. we've come or degraded. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> yeah. improved. It's uh, you know, it's one of those things that um, we've talked about a lot. But as we as we grow, um, coming up on forty episodes, um, it really it, it's a lot more fun to do now for sure. I mean, yeah. it's like you yeah. get a, f- a hang of it. And speaking of, we have two new podcasters that we just learned about. Shout, right, right come on, this. shout your podcast out. What's it called? Go ahead, Jerry. Do you have a title yet? Absolutely. Ben, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> so my good friend Jerry here, uh, he and I, we talk personal finance all day long. Like That's half of our conversations. So we're on the phone. We talk money, and we talk about retirement, and we talk about this. We call it the POFU. It stands for the position of FU, and uh, it comes from a famous quote in, uh, in a movie called The Gambler from john goodman if you've seen the movie and uh if you haven't seen it check it out uh the clip just google position of fu john goodman and it'll come up but uh basically it's about how do you get your yourself to that position in your life where you have financial strength and uh you know boss you know ticks you off or something you have the financial strength to just walk so you can say fu yeah at your pleasure whenever you want that's a hell of a good feeling does it have a title the POFU podcast. <laughs> nice. I like it. The the Haas and Jerry podcast. Pofu. We that should, is correct. Hey, Eclipse on Tap Kit 2021. The, we could, we could we shout could, out the yeah, we uh, could throw your POFU podcast. Do you have like a social media handle that people can... Or you said you haven't published the episodes, right? They, no, they have not been published yet. That's in the works probably. Doing doing some extra editing before we... Gonna roll them I want to have a couple episodes, yeah. Gonna roll yeah. them out... Uh, with a few under your belt already. But we have uh, millions of followers already. <laughs> and uh, we do have an email if you guys want to reach out and ask some questions. It's called the POFU at gmail.com. So go ahead and reach out and send some emails to us. POFU at gmail.com. Send right. over your portfolio. Have you boys look it over. Did you just sign your uh, Spotify deal like Joe Rogan? 100 million? We're getting there. But <laughs> that's the ultimate POFU. <laughs> we signed ours last last month. So... <laughs> I just want to correct Jerry there. It was it's not that email address. It is the POFU. It is POFU podcast at gmail.com. 
like I said, at gmail.com. <laughs> we got that part it's, right. Good to note, though, we did give our boys from EOT a shout out in our very first episode. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Because we, yeah. we talked about your podcast and how uh, an awesome job you guys are doing here and how you guys are, you know, you crack the beers and you talk about space. And we, we were inspired by you guys because you do beer and space. We thought we'd do whiskey and finance. Oh, yeah. They, so, they go yeah. hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, they really do. It's like peas and carrots. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Nice. Do you switch up the whiskey every time then? Do tastings? Or is it just like house whiskey all day? We just drink it. We don't really get into it like you guys do. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's fair. Uh, we actually went with an old-fashioned theme last time, and we got really... Uh, really lit? Slashy. Oh. Yes. Those are yeah. challenging to edit on the back end. I can... I've spent test. probably two hours editing, and I'm about 12 minutes into the episode. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what's really fun? David and I learned this early on. If you play that podcast back at half speed, you'll die laughing. Yeah, oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's just, it's so funny because you're already speaking maybe a little more slurred and slow. And then when it stretches the sound file out, so you, it just is, it's hilarious. Worth doing. What I found is our speed actually picks up. Oh, when you get Jeremiah, drunk? yeah, you, you get like energy as you get a little bit tipsy. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is what she said, isn't it? Um, <laughs> the train we, ran we out could, of track after 30 we, seconds. We could do a uh, a collaboration podcast yeah. uh, at some point where we maybe we go to you guys as well. And there we, we, do like a, we, yeah. we do like a, we talk about space and finance. That will happen. Yeah, because well, I mean, we were just and talking financing about. financing space programs. Yeah, we were yeah. just talking about the SpaceX um, Starship test launch and you, uh, you guys were jumping right into the finances side of it. Well, first and foremost, we can talk finance just for a second. If you'd have bought uh, Tesla stock in March, you'd be paid. <laughs> What'd they go down to? It was like, well, back in the day, it was like between four and five hundred dollars a share. But it's then, currently at like five twenty-five, I think. Right, but you have to understand they they I think it split five times. Yeah, it's a five times split. So so technically, it went up to you know if you do the math times five, it'd be two thousand dollars a share. Yeah, and then split, so you would you'd be doing just fine. Yeah. So not maybe a year or so ago, it was in the, you know, the hundreds. And as it was ascending and climbing before the split, I thought I was a genius. And I bought one share at 1650 and sweet. And then mm-hmm. right after that, it split five to one. Oh, yeah. So the del- I guess the, the actual purchase price for me was somewhere around 350 And then I ended up selling it at 450 And I was a genius because I made all this money, right? Well, mm-hmm. it's at like 650 right now. So uh, yeah. not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. that's a play tough the long one. game, Moss. It's a tough one though. Tesla is so volatile. I feel like, I mean, I guess I'm not the it, one to. You guys are the finance experts. Is it volatile? It I, seems like it is. I maybe. don't think it's really volatile. I think that he keeps going up. I mean, people are questioning why and how, but at the end of the day, it's it is. So it it is what it is. I mean, no do one could understand it. Do you are you excited about uh, Tesla's entry into the non automobile space, like with solar and um, batteries on si- on the side of people's homes and all that? The one thing I want to make abundantly clear is that neither Jeremiah or myself are any kind of expert <laughs> in the stock market. So you probably know more about it, Matt, than I do. I'd, I I'm I don't bad do, at that. I stuff don't do too. stock market. Well, that's we're, why we we're have more you guys real on right now. We're yeah. more real estate guys. But okay. Well, I, okay. I have no idea. Maybe you could share some information about that. I don't. I, didn't I know don't know. I don't, uh, the only thing I know is that we. I think we talked about this a few episodes ago. They're definitely into the solar, and there's actually so Grand Rapids has a there's a Tesla location here. It's a tool and die shop. It's actually not. It's like uh, west of town, kind of by the airport. 
it was a tool and die shop that Tesla bought. And, um, and most of what they do there is still kind of tool and die work, but they now do solar panel installation work out of that building. So you can, you know, I can see the value not here though. Yeah. Yeah. There's not <laughs> like enough. We're sun. in the season where you're lucky to see the sun for like, it is an interesting thing, but if you minutes every three weeks, it's weird. And it's weird just in general that, you know, they have all their stuff, of course, on the West coast and in Texas, and then they have a little spot here. Yeah. So I think the trouble with Tesla right now, this is obviously anecdotal Jeremy Schumann type deal, but their value is based upon their automotive side of the business and everyone sees their cars, electric cars, and their value based on that. It's the it's the excitement, it's the future in, in the broad uh, spectrum of product offerings that really brings them value because quite frankly, on the books, look at from a strictly financial perspective, there's no way they are worth more. Tesla's worth more than all the other automotive like combined, like more than Toyota, more than Honda, more than GM. It's crazy yeah. their value. But I think it, the, the part of it is the nostalgia, the excitement behind the product line and the innovativeness of Elon Musk, et cetera, that really brings value. I mean, people are excited about it. People are worth right. those cars because they're cool. That's well, a, they, yeah. yeah they're cutting astute, like a, astute observation. Yeah, they're just cutting a different cloth. I mean, it's still a vehicle to get you to point A to point B, but it's it's so unconventional and so out of the box from what we think of. I think it's we like, talked about it's a that. fashion statement, really. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're cool cars, but like if you can afford one, I, I mean, there's there's like little old ladies driving them. Like I I see at D and W half the time. I mean, it, and it's just like I guarantee she has no idea what she's driving. But it's just like a a fashion statement, kind of like you mm-hmm. know, this is different than anything else. Well, it's, it's like we talked about sure. last podcast. We were talking about the the interior of the dragon versus like you know a shuttle or or any Orion. of the other yeah. I mean, any of the other spacecraft that have gone up, and it looks like something out of a sci-fi movie. It doesn't look like your traditional space shuttle. Yeah, I think that we were saying, too, that there's... I don't know if it's a... um, If they have a specific team dedicated to this, but there's clearly a lot more thought put into the aesthetic, Mm -hmm. at least in SpaceX, and I I think in Tesla, too. You know, we were talking about the interior there or the Cybertruck or whatever. they, They spend a little more time... Um, cause I'm sure, you know, you look at other automobile manufacturers, their electric cars, the Ford one that's coming out, the Mustang E Mustang. It's sweet. It's a cool, cool vehicle, but it just doesn't have that same appeal that a Tesla does to people. Well, it's cause yeah. The other thing is like, you think of a Mustang, you think of a muscle car. So if it doesn't make a noise, yeah, <laughs> you're like, that's not a Mustang. Whereas Tesla's just rewritten. Mm-hmm. you know what a vehicle is and it's this silent yeah crazy the funny thing though is those Teslas will probably drop that mustang in a heartbeat oh yeah yeah i mean their zero to 60 is like instantaneous yeah. well but, i mean if it doesn't get six miles to the gallon i don't want to drive it you know <laughs> but yeah well, when, you, when you talk about we talked about a little bit earlier about the pofu podcast and whatnot and how what the you know financial freedom is but you look at tesla for example and elon what he's done with that company They've created that, right? So they've got this iOS system, lack of a better term, their, how their system works in their vehicle and the, and the data that collects in the electronic system of it and all the smart systems are in it. He's literally going to license that to other vehicle companies. Could be in GM, Ford, Toyota, whatever it may be. But he literally came out and said, if I want to work with you, that is the true position of FU. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know he has yeah. yeah, that was re- recent. In the, he was like, yeah, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd consider it. I'd consider it. Price is yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. So... 
and and it leads into what you're we were talking about before the podcast about spacex with the starship launch you if if anyone hopefully everyone got to see that because it's just an incredible vehicle launched about eight miles up did the flip the flip maneuver which was the big the the first of of any vehicle that size doing a maneuver of that type in the air coming back down trying to land of course it crashed at the end but but as you said it they got all the data they needed. So to them, it was a success. I mean, other than, I, I think, of course, they would have loved for it to landed, to have landed. But if you, have you seen the photos of Elon with his crew, like they're w- walking the wreckage and stuff? He yeah. looks, he's like smiling and yeah. th- th- there's no issues there for them. Not only that, but the size of the thing, it, it really puts it into scale when they're walking by it. Because yeah. like you see it go up and you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's an amazing looking futuristic shuttle. <laughs> you don't realize how damn big the thing is. It's massive. That would, and, uh, yeah. I look at that and I'm like, that would be like the second and um, third stage of the act of the Saturn V landing, yeah. it's launching and landing itself and flipping in midair. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. And he, it's incredible. And and the fact that the end goal for them is that is going to sit on top of a massive booster, like mm-hmm. that whole thing is going to be on top of. It'll be bigger. I think it'll be a little tiny bit shorter than the Saturn V when it's put together. But yeah. So can, can you share? Because I don't know much about it other than I, I read a bunch about that launch and the crash mm-hmm. and the whole deal. Uh, where is that going? Or tell us about what the plan is. So that thing is how? When is that going to fire its boosters? I guess. Well, is, so is it? It's going to be on a bigger craft that's going to yeah. get it out of orbit, and then that thing's going to fire. Exactly. So. One of the first things I noticed in that video was the plume coming out of the bottom of it looked a lot different than your typical space shuttle. It's like a blue. What, what was going on there? I think it's the fuel they're using. I don't yeah. know, though. I don't yeah, know I don't enough know. about it. It, it. it definitely gives off like a bluish glow. It's not, not like orange fire fireball, fire, yeah. deep yeah. blue hue. But I do know that's why it failed as far as landing. It's something with the pressure tank. The pressure of the fuel that... Um, that is left in the tanks uh, on purpose in order to have that landing burn when it when it relights at the when it's coming back down, the pressure of the fuel was off or something and it was obviously coming in a little too hot, well, a lot two, too hot. Two of the Raptors gave out. Yeah. So they're basically trying to land it on one. Yep. And it just way too much uh, speed and yeah. it blew up. And they're they're planning on actually launching the full thing like in a couple of years, I think, for the first test flight unmanned, yeah. and then and then they're gonna go to around the moon in 2024. Yeah, they're going to do go. a little yo-yo of the moon with yeah. that was have you guys heard of the Dear Moon project with that Japanese fashion designer? So so they pretty much opened it up to bid. They said we're going to have 12 seats in the final version of this orbiter and uh you know, let let's let's open it up to bid. And so uh this Japanese I think he's a fashion designer or something, he bought all 12 seats. And uh that's a kind of a fuck you moment right there. <laughs> yeah. What was yeah. the cost? Nobody else can go. I don't know. I, I think they, I don't know if they revealed that, but it was a lot. It was, I think in the bees. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he's, he, I imagine being that guy watching this first test. Yeah. We Ooh. were talking. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I oh. bought all 12 seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's crazy. I think um, the one thing that's a little bit troubling, I don't know if uh, I saw this on Twitter so that was the SN8, like the eighth iteration of Starship, right? So currently it's still in its, it's an early stage uh, as far as the final will be like a, a single sheet of, not single sheet, but a very consistent sheet of rolled steel. This one's kind of all pieced together. Yeah. Um, and, but SN9, which is the next iteration, it's already built. It was in the um, like loading bay or whatever, that's standing up straight and it fell over. Oh shit. <laughs> and it didn't fall over completely horizontal but it tipped over 
and it it's it's done it's buckled and so that's going to set them back a little bit the thing i was going to bring up we were talking about tesla kind of before we started recording is that they actually have the tesla model 3 engines on starship to uh angle its wings or its its fins or whatever you would call those like for guidance or direction as they land it's just a they basically took three tesla model 3 engines put them in there it's all electronic and yeah. that's how they land and they're them. using it they're it, that's that's another pofu moment where it's like you're going to take assets from your other company and really it's just a giant servo motor like yeah. it's not doing but it, it's just like yeah we might as well use these yeah it's pretty cool we've perfected it let's just throw those on it yeah it's really impressive so that was a that was exciting in the space news world this the sn8 launch flip maneuver and then failed landing but but I mean, they, they've been they've made it very clear that their position is that that was a huge success for them. Yeah, I think that the biggest thing is they just wanted to test to make just see if they get the thing off the ground. Really, yeah. Previously, there, it, but, it had only been but, 150 meters off the ground, and they yeah. launched it eight miles. <laughs> yeah, a big step for them, I think. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I have a legitimate question. Go on, go, go on. on. So this is the craft that's going to take people to Mars. Elon says by 2025, correct? Correct. 2025. I don't know. 2024. 2024, 2024 is the moon. moon. That's his moon date. Oh. I don't know about his Mars date. I, I can't remember. I remember seeing a tweet somewhere. They said 2024, and I think the last update I saw was 2025. Nevertheless, are they going to do an unmanned flight to Mars first with this thing? I would think so, yeah. They've got to, right? I would think so. And I think just in terms of like the timing of the orbits, like is there enough time between now and then to do that? Well, that's I see, I don't know if they're going to do that because I think I think imagine the, the amount of money to get to Mars. Like they might just go for it and send somebody on the first mission with that thing. Because like if you're spending that much money to send that big of a rocket to Mars, I mean, I think I mean that's what I would do. That I, I mean, I thought that they were gonna send one with a bunch of supplies and then send a second that was manned. Yeah, because his plan is to inhabit Mars. Like a, a right. lot of Orion, NASA's position for Mars exploration has always been just that exploration. They want to go. Send rovers out there, explore the terrain, dig in the dig into the terrain and find not, out what's there. Not just there. any rovers, the Cybertruck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Tes- or, but uh, SpaceX, he his goal is to inhabit Mars. Like that is that's his position. Yeah. So, um, and I think in the second half we can probably talk about his fam- the alien subjects. Yeah, because but, there's uh, already a, yeah there yeah never mind, but there already could be yeah we're, something inhabiting. We're Mars. starting to kind of get close to that um topic but but yeah for him it's it's all about getting there and and he's had those controversial ideas of terraforming it with a nuclear miss or nuclear bomb essentially that you'd launch or you would uh, ignite a nuclear weapon essentially and it would terraform the planet and make it or it would completely wipe out the atmosphere and allow the planet to re recycle its atmosphere it's just crazy his ideas are He's, That's an FU moment. Yeah, right he's there. an innovator and a thinker. I'm going to nuke Mars and then yeah. land on it. Well, interestingly enough, I read an article this week. It was on uh, LinkedIn, and it was liked by one Nathaniel Williams. Oh. And it talked about Elon himself, and he was talking about how too many companies are run by MBAs or financial people. Right. And they're not as focused on the product, which one will contest it. Elon is a... Uh, in Tesla or space, whatever you want to go on, all those products are the focus on product, not so much the, the making the money up. I know he's an anomaly though with the the Tesla stock price because one who can test on just pure finances, they're not worth whatever the number is, one trillion dollars or whatever the heck the 
crazy number their value yeah. is. But I mean, if most companies were to focus on product, AKA Apple, you know, which they've done with the innovation and whatnot, they could be that much further ahead. But so many companies will focus on the nuts and bolts and dollars and cents than the actual product. Right. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think, like, it's a good point. Cause that's some of the controversy with Apple currently is that, really ever since Steve Jobs maybe um, has there been um, a shift from really focusing on product on the end user experience. Um, you know, there's been a lot of, you, know, you see like the iPhones lately, there's not a ton of innovation, you know, there's it's things that, rehashing. Yeah. They're, you know? they're definitely starting to kind of beat the, beat that design out. I think yeah. um, they're adding cool things to it. Like the new one has like a, it has a LIDAR in it which is going to be crazy for, you know, they've, they've, people have attempted to do augmented reality stuff where you can take your phone and you can point at something and it, it'll be able to size it and all that. The newest ones have a LIDAR. Is that the new one? A 12. Oh, we have, a 12. Do we have oh. a new one? Oh. Yeah. I don't we know how. A 12. I don't know what's amongst us. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm not sure if it's the 12 or isn't there like a 12 Pro or something? There is, and this is not a Pro. Okay, so I think it's the Pro that oh, has shit. the LIDAR. Well, we don't care then. Yeah. <laughs> come on hoss but but yeah it's i think that's that's that whole thing with with what david was saying about tesla being able to become a bit of a statement item because they focus on the end user you know even when cybertruck was demoed elon was there if you remember the glass broke that whole like thing with the they they were saying that it was this bulletproof glass and it broke he takes that stuff personally you know it's like this is that's that's very you're like you said it's an anomaly he's an anomaly He's an alien. I think he is. <laughs> well, he may be from Mars himself. Well, and then he's got Neuralink getting wrapped. I mean, I don't even want to go down this rabbit hole right now, but Neuralink is um, is definitely is definitely another thing that he's got going on the back burner, I guess. But that you know, he's got all sorts of different little multi projects he's got going on. But well, like we talked about, if you focus on pros or the product, I mean, the profits will come, right? So many companies, and I'm not trying to go sideways here. So many, so many companies are focused on on the product, or excuse me, the the making money, making money, making money. If you make a good product, I mean, the money will come. Right. It, it's just it, you got to be in that position, like he's in, where it's like this can fail, and I don't even care. You know, it it doesn't really matter at that point financially. Yeah, he's able to give it a little bit more. Uh, yeah, it, just go all in on something. Right. If he believes in it. Well, when you're worth $160 billion or whatever he is, he's always in the POFU. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. It's a constant state of POF for him. <laughs> the thing is, like, I think if any one of us was in that position, I would just shut it down and, like, go ride my bike somewhere and not do anything. And he's, like, still trying to innovate and improve. and it's Because like, he's an alien. Yeah, I, mean, I think is. any any normal, like anybody that's normal would probably have sold, like they'd either have sold their business or they would have done something yeah. cashed out and been done. You the know? money doesn't matter to him anymore. Yeah. He's right. just he, doing it because that's what he... The, these top CEOs, and I'm going to use Elon and all the rest of the, you know, they're not focused on money. It's it's their legacy, I believe, and yeah. it's and it's their will and their drive to succeed. I mean, and innovate. I mean, they're trying to leave their legacy on earth at this point, you know, and they're they again not focus on dollars and cents i mean when you hit 160 billion i mean dude it's priest i mean you could spend a billion dollars a day and you'd be fine yeah well i'm hitting the thousands right now i'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to leave a legacy for you guys you i'm know? a multi-thousandaire <laughs> you know and and it's it's something i take seriously one day at a time here you know 
Yeah, one day at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these guys are uber driven. They're they're trying to. I mean, their the will to succeed is ridiculous. I mean, there are stories about Elon. They find him underneath desks in random spots sleeping because he's been there all night. I mean, yeah. that's what he does. So is he human? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Which will lead us into the next, the second half, the the larger topic in the second half. Yeah, that's going to be a rabbit hole and a fun one to dive down. Which actually, yeah. I think is a great segue because I saw Ben, you are empty. Nathan's empty. I sure am, Chip. All right, I, I'm empty as well, and uh, we're at a perfect place for a break. So we'll uh, get some beers. We'll be back with you in a bit to uh, fill up with our second round of beers. Cheers. 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 Welcome back from the break. Oh, already cracking them. It's like a barrage. And this time we have a special beer. What Can you go ahead and tell us what we have here, Schumann or uh, Nathan? Very exotic. <coughs> Miller High Life Light, the champagne of beers. It's a nice beer. Mm. Brewed by Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's High Life Light for your girlish figure, Nathaniel. That's right. That is High Life Light, but it's still good. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the only... Uh, you know, the really only thing about the can that I don't like is that they don't have the Moon Lady on it. High Life does. Yeah. On the bottle, they have it on, on the High Life Light. Maybe that's because that's, that's a brand. Light, yeah. So Miller, Miller's, um, the lady with the moon, that's a High Life thing, not a High Life Light. I, damn I, it. I thought it was on the High Life Lights. I don't think so. Oh. But I don't know. I could be wrong. So well, I'm you're, still you're, sucking back a moon lady. <laughs> I, I, I think, have a special connection to the High Life because we lived off 30 bricks of High Life in college. Oh, yeah. Out the door for 15 bucks. That's deposit. That's the whole. It's uh, not bad. Door. Oh. We always went with the bush light at MSU. Yeah. Bush light. Bush Go light, Broncos. Yeah. Go Broncos. Yeah, we were, um, yeah, bush light as well, I think. But yeah, it's uh, it's good beer. Miller, Miller High Life, also the sponsor of the uh, Monday um, Miller High Life Bowling League that David yep. and I are part of, Team Eclipse on Tap. How are you guys doing this year? Not good. Oh, uh, yeah, we're sucking wind. We're in, uh, I believe yeah. we're in last place. But it's all, the, here's the issue. It's a handicap league where, so it's just like golf where you have the handicap set and we have improved. This is our third year in the league. So we've improved, but now we're not taking advantage of a better handicap. So in order, like last year we won the league. We, it's just because we were just bad enough to get the prime handicap. Right. Now we're, I don't know. It's, our it's handicaps like aren't sales. You because, be mid pack. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what the issue is that I picked up my game this year. And I'm actually pretty good, and uh, I got <laughs> myself a, I got, I got myself really a roller good. ball, a roller bag, mm-hmm. uh, for my two balls, and uh, I keep my rags in there and everything. It's great. But anyhow, I think that's the reason why, really, why we're we shot ourselves in the foot because I improved. Yeah, you know? we all did. And, uh, yeah, don't call it a comeback, okay, boys? You got this. Yeah, we got it. So, so uh, January sixth, I think, is when it comes back. If the if things are back to normal, where we can bowl, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, we can improve. What you guys need, and Nathaniel, you'll appreciate this, what you need in the sales world, what we call a reset year. 
When yeah. you just you have a one league where you shit the bed, mm-hmm. and then you come back next year with a good handicap and you crush it. Well, so handicap is year by year. It does, it's it's resets is every it, single year. Oh, it's not year over year. Yeah, it's not year oh, over year. It's like so, your quota. So like this year, well, I, I I definitely Ian, shot myself in the welcome foot. Welcome to the party, Jeremiah. <laughs> on week <laughs> on week one, I bowled I bowled really well. And week one is where your handicap is initially set. So I bowled well on week one. If we were strategic about it, we would have all bowled absolutely terribly. Well, I thought one. each week it, it it adjusts because if you have a shitty week, obviously, like my personal handicap goes up or down. It will. It does. But so. but to set the initial one, like if you like that was last year, we all kind of started off a little slow. So top end, yeah, it does refresh week to week. But I think the the scale is set. So anyway, long story short, we will uh, improve. I hope in the second half. I have um, a little story. I got onto one of these like Facebook video streams or whatever where you just get down this rabbit hole and I, it came across like ESPN like the world championships of bowling or mm-hmm. the US Open or whatever mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody bowl two handed other than you mm-hmm. but the dude that was in the championship flight bowled two handed Jason like Belmonte takes, yeah, they, yeah they that's who it was he's the he bomb. puts it on he's the, the, like, the side in the of world. his body and then he like flings it around he's you the know, bomb like most of those guys like I would say over half of them bowl two handed a, really? a lot yeah. of them do now yeah there's just a there's there's a guy that took um, off your hand or your... yeah yeah and you can get more spin on the ball so the yeah, there's no. a one guy uh, I think he's from Denmark or so, somewhere in Scandinavia he bowls two-handed but left-handed so he has an even better advantage because everyone's cutting the oil of the lane on the right-hand side left-hand side so he yeah he, he doesn't have anybody touching his lane yeah huh? he's got it yeah. he's it's like sense. he's bowling by himself yeah yeah anyway that's bowling <laughs> so to answer your question we are shitting the bed kind of but we're doing really well it's just the fact that we're in a, a um, high life league that happens to have a handicap so yeah so we get two dollar hand or two dollar miller high life bottles which is a pretty good deal Ooh. and That's a free bad. one if you hit the green pin if yeah. it's the number one pin and you get a strike you then get a free you, one. everyone chants and it's a lot of fun it's as good long time. as you're showing up in the eot swag representing yeah we wear I, we wear this shirt a lot of times or we'll wear our ecliptic shirt or whatever any anything related oh, yeah. to, the, to the cast so talking EOT swag. <clears throat> yeah, let's let's I, talk that. I think we got to do a hoodie. Thoughts? Yeah. yeah, no, that'd be the next step, I think. Or a hat. Hoodie or hat, or yeah. both. Hoodie for like after mountain bike type stuff. You know, we're hanging out, having a fire. I still haven't paid you for my EOT t-shirt. I'm waiting for the bill on that. Uh, it's, it's on the house. Oh. I, I paid because I'm not cheap like you, Haas. Because <laughs> um, you have P-F-O-U. That's <laughs> P-O-F-U. 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 Yeah. Or just F you, you know. <laughs> but I think uh, I think it's at some point we might open up our own, you know, Banana Republic. It's gonna it's gonna be Eclipse on Tap Republic. That's yeah. right. Yeah. There you go. And this is gonna be here. Here, would you like a new chamois? Would you like a new uh, a new hoodie? But we were talking this week. We were talking about next year's kit, and Jeremiah asked, I think, before the podcast, what what the plan was. Yep. We've come to a consensus. I, I think, think we have. Yeah, all black. Again. We're thinking we're like willing a, to accept black. your input, but we're yeah. thinking all black. The totality is is the way to go. It's a it's a slicker kit. We feel. What yeah. are your thoughts there? I concur. So we were thinking. So all black was the consensus. There were a couple. Like I built one that was uh, black into like a blue fade. The NTT kit that went world tour this year. I don't know if you know there, where it's like black and it fades into like a navy blue. That was one option. Looks over there. <laughs> um, I'm colorblind, just the record, so it looks great. It it basically fades from from dark to light 
from black to like a navy blue. Yeah, so it's still like overall like a a, a darker looking kit, but it just has a little bit of blue. But I think overall we we agree that the black, all black with the white accents is just real really slick. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you guys think? Yeah. I was a little worried about all black just from a hot summer day perspective, but mm-hmm. the original kit is white on the front, which doesn't get much sun. Yeah, really and it's so black it on the back deal, anyway. Yeah. But do the all black is just sweet. It, it looks, it looks so cool. nice. Yeah. We could do a, a white back. You know? No, because then mountain biking and stuff, you yeah, get mud, mud up on in your there. back, you're going to be yeah. I got I, that I, the, shot down. Yeah. The all black Sorry, is, uh, is just a, it's a very nice, like, um, I don't know, simple kit. You know, yeah. there's not a lot going on. It's, I like it. And I like to endo, so keep the back of the jersey black. Shoulders, especially. <laughs> <laughs> we could just do a flesh color kit, <laughs> so it just looks like we're naked. <laughs> Tattooed yeah. logos. That's what it looks like. With nipples. Well, no, we'll do we'll do the uh, we'll do the we'll, no we'll do the Mario Cipollini muscle like the uh, the body kit. Yeah, you know, the skin suit. Yeah, like the skin suit that he had that with it had like leggings on it too. Yeah, with, like the muscles and all that. It's like but a, no, we yeah. we were thinking doing the the one piece for next year. The Warnies, where it zips, it folds, it still zips like a jersey, but it's technically a skin suit. And it's got like a, you can still pee out of it. You know, you don't have to. Because we were like, we all have a decent amount of uh, just regular kit now, and it's obviously still new enough. To, it's it's not like it's old, and uh, so having the warning, I think, is that's the play. I think. I think I, so. what, what do you guys? What's your uh, opinion? I like the look of the original bibs a little better because it has that sort of pattern on it. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, that one. Uh, so that was, according to Gary, that was the most expensive fabric you can buy. Period for for that yeah yeah, uh, and what makes it better and why aerodynamics so that weave that was in it he said actually the faster you go it tightens the weave so, so. for you for us we we don't it's not <laughs> I mean, we don't hit that kind no. of force <laughs> no like I'm not but for someone who is legitimate yeah well, that, I need arrow when I'm sitting on D Will's wheel yeah I need it we all do oh my god. Um, not not nowadays, but now it's it's no longer available. Correct? Yeah, it's no longer available. They, well, we had the issues with it. A few of us had not, any not of us, us, I don't think, yeah. but like uh, where where it uh, where that bigger waffle and then it goes to a, a tighter knit. It like separated there. So and yeah. then he, when he when we did the second order, he couldn't get that material anymore. So we had to go with. I was just saying I like the look better. Clearly, there's no difference in performance for me from the original bibs yeah. to the new bibs. No, I agree. It, yeah. I think it, it looks, looks better. It looks yeah. cool. It's a cool... It's like uh, the sleeves on our jersey. That, like, yeah. Waffle. We look fast with that bib yeah. is what you're trying to say. But We're the warnies are nice. The, that would... It, I mean, because the warnies are comfortable enough where, I mean, if you really wanted to wear it, just... It's not like it's a, it's not like it's a racing skin suit. You know, you could, you yeah, could, you wear, could wear it, you could wear it for you whenever you want because yeah. it has the full zip down. Yeah. So well, shoot, Jeremiah, what are your thoughts on that? I'm, I'm good with that, D. Will. Okay. The other, the other nice thing is that I think price-wise, buying the Warney, you save like probably fifty percent because versus buying a bib and a jersey separate. I think it like pricing-wise, you save. So mm-hmm. we might do like a long sleeve to go with it, or you know, that'll work well because you can throw the Gratton number on it at the beginning of the year and just leave it. That's not going to be a problem, room. Hoss. Yeah. That well that. <laughs> It could be a problem because um, we're having a custom-made Eclipse on Tap orange kit this year instead of the Gratton winners. For when you win, so but you have to win to wear it, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that yeah, we plan on winning a lot. That's not something I'm going to have to worry about. 
<laughs> that's what I say. I mean, for me, um, yeah. But for these guys, better get me two. <laughs> <laughs> order them up in Jeremiah's size. No, that it's gonna be cool. That'll be a, that'll be fun. And Brian at Gratton was really excited about that. We're gonna put. We got to develop a logo for you guys to put on the kit for your podcast. Well, it's already done. All right, I'll show you. Yeah, right. yeah, Let's show it. it. Pull it up. Don't be shy. Come on, Hoss. So, can you? T- what's the title again? Pofu podcast podcast right? at gmail dot com. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> I went on Fiverr. No, Find it on iTunes. I went on Fiverr. Oh, nice. I, I consulted with a designer. That's and I, a good. Play. I spent fifty bucks, and I think it turned out really nice. Let's yeah. see it. Fiverr is a, is actually pretty impressive with with what you can. He's get. got his iPhone twelve. Here it here it is. There it is. I like it. Is oh that, yeah. Is that Schumann on the top of that coin so it, there? It simply says Pofu podcast, but the on the logo design the O is uh looks like a little coin with a, a coin, dollar yep. sign in it and on the top is some little dude with his arms stretched out feeling the freedom like he's got the freedom going on he's got the pf that's the on the kit holla freedom What's to say f you yeah we'll get a, we'll get a spot on the kit for that it'll be good so so i think warney is the uh, consensus maybe the all uh black. yeah all yeah all black we could we're, we're, we could put that maybe on the back panel somewhere yeah we'll, we can figure it out it would be an honor fellows it'd be an honor Oh, we're we're doing it. Yeah, we got uh, we have uh, an idea, or not really an idea, but I think we're gonna do socks, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Arrow socks. Yeah. Because we fucking need them. <laughs> yeah, we need the arrow sock performance. What's Absolutely. the style gonna be? Because D will, I think you you like your socks a little shorter than what I do. Arrow, you gotta you, go tall. They're tall. Gotta go tall. Yeah. yeah, they're like. But please, not over the calf. I'll just not over the calf. I'll suck it up and. Uh, they're half we, calf. We aren't gonna be uh, pulling say, a right? compression yeah. sock. No, yeah. situation, but they're they're definitely like below your calf, but they're taller than like a traditional sock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely not a compression like at Gratton. No, black Blue. for those two. Yep, black with a white uh, logo. Yeah, it's gonna be sweet. We'll be uh, very very sleek on the uh, Gratton track. Should we do helmets? What are we gonna do for helmets, guys? <laughs> we could do let's a helmet. talk about helmets. Yeah, we could do a helmet order. I guess I'd like to understand just the color of the helmet. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I'd like to understand that too. Yeah, go ahead, Jeremiah. Go on. Well, we had the the blue ones that we'd been rocking, and I thought that looked good with the kit because you got you've got uh, you know the Floyd's logo, Ecliptic Brewing logo. Um, There's a lot of pastel colors, and then yeah. the helmet's like a pastel blue. Yeah, that looked good together, and it, especially with the all black kit, I think it looks good. Yeah, because it's like all everything's black, and then you've got the helmet blue. The helmet matches my shoes right now, so Same please don't here. change the helmet yeah. color. I say I gotta change blue. my shoes. Let's yeah, we could do blue still. Because then if blue you blue slick, I like it. Yeah, uh, Nathaniel, right. you, you forecast right. another uh, deal with cask right on their blue helmet. I would love to have one. I can get on that. Roger that. So uh, yeah, dovetailing into the, the shoes, not to go too detailed here, but we're talking blue shoes then, or we're talking white, black? What do we, what, you wear anything angle? you want. Uh, the nice thing with the, with the black socks, though, is if you got white shoes, black shoes, or blue shoes, you're good to go. Matches. Roger that. All considerations have been you got a pair considered. Of you, you have been known to be general. one of the more stylish uh, athletes on our team. I do call you an athlete because Everything you goes are with those white legs. I'm sexy and I know it. I do. I do work out. <laughs> you have uh, not only calves of steel, but you have ankles of steel because you broke both ankles not too long ago in one sitting. <laughs> Shout out eight, eight ball. <laughs> uh, but anyway. it'll be good. we'll be looking good. 
Yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll look fresh. Is that oh, a the cheers? Other, the other thing. Yeah, cheers, boys. Oh, that's are cheers. We, thanks are we, for joining us. We never even did it. Toast are, the but, first time Are we around. cheersing to your broken ankles? Like, <laughs> I don't see why you wouldn't. No, not many people have done it before. But no, cheers to uh, Ben and Jeremy for hopping on. The other thing we got The other thing we got to get swag wise is we got to get our our sticker um, transparent. Yeah, that's that'll for the be bikes. easy. Yeah, for the bikes. Yeah, that'll be that'll be easy. We got to do name stickers too. With the Eclipse with logo, the, the, like yeah. instead of where, a flag, yeah, where they put your nationality, we just put the Eclipse logo. That'd be cool. I thought EOT was about the team and not the individual, though. Well, this is true. What is? But there's a lot of personalities. For for somebody that doesn't know any of us, we're sitting on here calling Ben Haas, calling Jeremy Jeremiah, or Jerry. Yeah, or we have T. to. Arthur, <laughs> we have to TFR. link them up. The profit is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we got a lot of personalities. A lot of oh yeah, a lot of nicknames, but. Um, I think that'll that'll be a good plan moving forward. Sweatshirt, hat, warning, yeah. maybe a helmet order. We'll we'll get it working. Yeah. Um, Nathaniel, uh, sidebar real quick. Can you tell us about your new rocket ship that you uh, procured for this uh, new upcoming season? Although I did. We did talk about we that. Did, we did. episode thirty-eight. Yeah. Thank you. Did you not listen to that? <laughs> actually, I'm on. I was listening. Actually, I think I did. <laughs> just didn't. Maybe you just zoned out. I think yeah. it was part of the alien that threw me off. No. Zoned out. Oh. But we Spe- could talk about the spring, aliens, the yeah. camp, the, our little trip, maybe. Oh yeah, we while everyone's to, here, yeah. the uh, the training camp. If we talk about it on the podcast, it has to happen. It already. Well, yeah, I think I think that's a well, that's behind us. It's yeah, well, we're talking about <laughs> doing a little training camp down in the mountains of Georgia, Georgia. Mike is gonna wipe us over the floor because that's all he's doing right now. Yeah, he rides right. a lot. Yeah, and that'd be fun. Shout though. out to Iron Mike. Yeah. yeah. We we'll should get him, on. him on too. We'll get him we'll, on sometime. We'll on there. Is that a cheers to Iron cheers. Mike? Cheers, Iron Mike. Pour one out, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there's a lot in the works as far as the Eclipse on Tap cycling team. A lot coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It'll yeah. be fun. It'll be a yeah. fun year, I think. It will be. But kind of bringing it back full circle with what we were talking about in the first half, which was um, the SpaceX Starship, of course, and we were kind of getting close to. You know, we Elon's vision of how he wants to explore Mars versus NASA, and it kind of reminded me of this recent news that we've heard: the ex-Israeli um, kind of sp- space agency leader um, has has made some pretty. He's taken a couple hot takes, I think, with the alien thing, and um, made it pretty clear that it's uh, it's only a matter of time before this is unveiled. Uh, we know that from the Pentagon's official release that the UFO videos. Uh, um, what was the air for or the Navy pilot Fravor commander yeah. Fravor's video uh, as well as the gimbal video they're saying that those are legit well oh. I this week I uh, while well, I listened to a podcast uh, Rogan it was um, James Fox was the producer and then it's a French guy that was the guest but he this is named Pierre <laughs> no it was like Jacques or something though <laughs> um Pepe. I actually I think it was Jacques, uh, but they they got into the whole topic. So this guy Fox made a documentary called The Phenomenon, and I watched it the other night. It's pretty interesting. You can find it on Apple TV. Um, it it goes over histories, you know, kind of recollections of UFO encounters of all different types, um, and some of the stories that I hadn't even heard, and and just how everything seems very consistent even going back 
you know, hundreds of years, these cave paintings that were in um, Australia and one other place, there was cave paintings that, you know, the, the iconic um, alien figure, some type of disc in the sky, and then all the way to today's Tic Tac and, and, and kind of talking about um, there, there hasn't been much change within the, the UFO sighting community over the last number hundreds of years and um yeah it was a really good really good um documentary the phenomenon is yeah the phenomenon james fox Hmm. it's it's an interesting five bucks well spent i think it's one of those things i think when the point actually talk about the point you brought up about how if it is real then well why are we digging and first i'd like to just kind of go over what this guy from yeah israeli guy said i mean he basically said there's a galactic federation and that we have a the united states government specifically was called out in this that we have an agreement with the the aliens to so that they can perform uh experiments on earth um but they don't want to be revealed that's basically what the message of this yeah. whole thing was is that they they're amongst us that they don't want to like humanity's not ready to know about them yet is what he's basically saying and there's to go along with that there's a base apparently an underground base on mars already that we're involved with and that's you know basically he was saying is trump already knows that they exist and he was about to like say it at some point this year um he's gonna do it as but like was send off yeah <laughs> as, as his fu yeah. um, <laughs> that's gonna be his as FU. His, yeah as his fu aliens are real hey joe deal with this <laughs> yeah but uh but that's the crazy thing is like and, and so i was thinking about it when this whole thing came out like the next day i was just kind of like thinking about it you know all of the experiments all the um all the work being done and all the money being spent on our side to you know quote unquote like find life on other planets and we're drilling holes into rocks on with mars rovers with, our, and, with yeah. ro- rovers and all that and the amount of the billions of dollars that we're spending doing that if we've already known this whole time that we're, there's a galactic federation or something like that and there's aliens that and we have like a, a, a treaty or like a agreement with them you know why are we spending all this money doing do it's like almost a cover-up like hey we're still trying to find life we and even nasa commented on this uh interview with this israeli um you know space i guess agency, like space agency yeah, guy space agency and they, their comment was like, you know, we're still trying to find life. We're, you know, we, we don't even, this isn't, you know, we can't comment on that because we're still trying to find life. We don't even know if it exists or not. So that's the crazy thing is like, if it does exist and this, this guy's not talking out of his ass, you know, is it, is it just a cover up? All the, all the, you know, stupid, I mean, not really, it would look stupid at this point, like all the stuff we've done and all the money we spent and it's just, you know, just a show to pretend like we're looking for life yeah Yeah, to pretend that we're looking for life i don't know what are y'all's thoughts aliens jeremiah do you believe that aliens exist that's a tough it's a baseline question that's a tough phenomenon to answer that question i mean obviously um i think that others that have seen things um would definitely say yes i mean i guess i haven't had that phenomenon yet to to have a formulate a legitimate opinion at this point, ba- based on the size of our known universe, I think. Per can the you history, argue against the probability? I cannot argue against probability at this time. Notwithstanding, I don't have enough data to make an answer, I formulate a, a legitimate opinion. Have you ever seen a human that you thought maybe looked like an alien? <laughs> Other than <laughs> yourself. <laughs> 
Well, I've seen some things in a bicycle before that when D Will shot out of a canyon, and I was thinking to myself, self, he might he might be an alien because no one other human can pull away like that in August. <laughs> oh yeah, in August. Ben, what are your thoughts? Baseline opinion: Do they exist? I would break it down into two different sort of discussions. One is, does life exist? Mm-hmm. And I think, well, both tracks, I'm, I'm thinking life and intelligent life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So sure. does life exist? I And I, in both tracks, I think you have to be kind of borderline naive to think that it doesn't. Yeah. Because mathematically, uh, with the vastness of space and the size, like we, as humans, we can't even comprehend the size of no. our universe and so it has to exist somewhere else sure and <clears throat> with i see all sorts of reports and articles and all this about you know they're in this galaxy or in this planetary solar system whatever there may be this sort of inhabitable zone that might be able to uh hold human life like well mm-hmm. okay that's human life too and what about there may be some sort of beings out there or life that does could not be a whale that does not could a, be a dinosaur does not be a, anything. Exactly. just one whale <laughs> right even on our own planet <laughs> yeah no, i'm just kidding right even on our own planet like even at the depths of the ocean where the pressures are just so ridiculously oh, yeah. high like life exists down there too yeah. so i th- i mean the the shorts the long story short is that i think you it has to exist out there just based on pure math yeah do you think though that there are that so so because i think you like you said you break it down into people that don't believe that anything exists except human beings on planet earth then you have a group of people that probably believe that life as in maybe microbes or bacterium or things like that exists and then there's that next level that is does intelligent life exist now if you're someone that is under understanding the, the theory of evolution, then you'd think if there's bi- microbial life, then there must be intelligent life too. But technically, I think that that's kind of people's different opinions. Right. Uh, Duke, just for offside, I, I think that Hollywood has, has made a mockery out of the alien life form. So when you think of an alien, you think of some goofy looking thing that landed in a spaceship in the middle of a field and a movie, you know, type deal. Yeah. So I think that the perception of it... I, is such that it's they're so different and they're funky looking and they've they've bastardized if you will the actual what it actually actually is i think it makes people think that they don't exist to a certain extent or they're so goofy that they'd stand out in a crowd and i think don't think that's the that's the actual follow um, uh, so as a follow-up question to that this is getting real conspiracy <laughs> do you think that is a result of what we were talking about what this what this israeli ex space space agency guy is saying that we've known all along, and maybe, is there efforts to be? Well, I think there's a lot of things that we don't know and understand. I think that historically, maybe the presidents have access to, or the government does, that there's a lot of things out there we don't have access to. I mean, one one can test, you know, that we, you know, landing on the moon. I mean, is that legit? I mean, there's conspiracy theories out there that say that that happened in, an, in, a, in a studio in Arizona. You know that and, and such. So, well, if you I think mean, that, you can uh, take your shoes and <laughs> get out of here. Say, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, no, no. My, my, I get your point. No, there's my pe- point. You're is, saying there's people that do think that. Correct. And there's you don't. And think there's, that. there's data out there that says that potentially that's real. I, I mean, there's so many. The the media can create so much, and Hollywood can create so much 
doubt almost that you're like, wow, I mean, okay, what's real? And they've created that to the point, are they covering something up? That's the question mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's the question. So I, it, that's more of a, that's kind of getting down into conspiracy um, side of it. But it is interesting to, to gauge people's understanding of, of what is potentially out there. Obviously, no one truly understands, but I guess maybe understanding isn't the right word. They're um, just their opinion in general of does life exist? And then if so, yes, does intelligent life exist? I just sidebar. I'd like to give a shout out to Wapakoneta, Ohio, the home of... Wapakoneta, I don't know that name. Yeah, it's the home of my, my father, actually, oh. Len Schumann and, and <laughs> Leonard. <laughs> yeah, and, but there's a sidebar to that. And Neil Armstrong. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very nice. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to Neil and Len. Well... The, the thing I can't wrap my head around is that, like, reading that article, and it was a pretty, you know, short article. I mean, yeah. and, and most of, the, like, the U.S. articles that came out about that, like, they, they're almost like, we're not sure if this, the translation could be off on this. Like, we don't really know. Like, this guy could be talking about something, but it's, we're interpreting it totally the wrong way. But, like, a galactic federation? Are you kidding me right now? Like... Yeah, think about that. I mean, it in basically what he said is that they're like already amongst us, and that they just don't want to be revealed. Maybe they look like us. You don't know. Like, I think they're maybe, hiding in the oceans. Yeah, the tic tac. The tic tac yeah. theory would fully, like that. That would be corroborating ev- evidence that they are yeah. in in and out of the oceans constantly. Yeah, the oceans are vast to the point where even as humans, we can't. Um, you, you, you can't fully cover the ocean, so to speak, like visually. So there's a lot of opportunity to go in and out. Uh, Fravor talked about how he saw the tic-tac down at the surface of the water with something looking like it was underneath the water. He couldn't make it out. He said it was a cross-shaped vi- visually. It was, it, was it a whale? Uh, was it something else? Who knows? But yeah, it's... That it, that's really an interesting question is, like, are they amongst I us? Guess I, I guess that tells us that they're not like, you know hostile or something like that they're not going to try to like i mean if there if there's an agreement with them to do experiments you know maybe they're taking samples of her shit you know i don't know but so this uh documentary that i watched they talked about a couple of different things with regard to that and one of them was um an iranian uh pilot who later became a general and they interviewed him because he chased and shot at a ufo and he said his one regret was uh, that he like can't live with is that he actually shot at this thing because he's like, you know, if they're not being hostile towards us and, and I'm shooting at it based on a, you know, thought that it's a threat or a thought that it, you know, you know, national security, whatever it might be. I like the first introduction that this thing has to us is me shooting at it. He's like, I, that's my one regret that I have ever. Yeah, I mean, clearly, if they're that far advanced and they're here, if they wanted to wipe us out, they could, because well, they they talked in this documentary again, like where they would be, they would hang out a lot of times at these nuclear sites, whether it was you know where arms were housed or you know nuclear reactors, and there was times where during World War II, the the operator, uh, you know, that basically controls the switch to shoot off a, a nuke. He's like, everything was wiped out when this disc was above us. And so mm-hmm. if they can control us in that way, they could wipe us out if they wanted to. So 
let's not be hostile to them. <laughs> so, yeah. Is is the um okay, so the 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 question then is if they are amongst us, wasn't there a, a, something if it was a Bob Lazar? Maybe, you know, there's all this, all of his stories in kind of the Area 51 side of things that he, you know, worked for that and he's seen craft and all that. But didn't he talk about a specific type of maybe fuel or an element that they... There was, was something... El- element 151? Yeah, but was there was something that you needed or for that? Or 115 or some, something. Yeah, there was something like you needed to create that fuel that Earth has a ridiculous amount of. Maybe I and, forgot what it was, but they they did recreate it on Earth. Yeah, but it degrades like in seconds, it, instantaneously. So yeah. it's of no value, really. I want to say there was like a supplemental piece to something that there was a theory out there that that's why they're they're potentially here because Earth in particular has a vast amount of this particular oh. heavy metal or whatever. I can't remember exactly what that was, but I thought that craft that Lazar was working on created its own gravity that, it did, that it does that is yeah. the mm-hmm. element it was using some fuel whatever to... it is element 115 okay. yeah or whatever. it uses this this element that the swedish lab actually created like yeah. they like they they manipulated chemi- or chemicals or elements or whatever to create this but the half-life of it is instantaneous so the second it's exposed to our atmosphere it goes away and yeah. degrades so yeah but yeah what, what he talked about what lazar talks about is that it creates its own gravity. It can, it therefore is, there's no friction. There's no air resistance. So it can travel through water as quickly as it could travel through air. Which again, corroborates perfectly with the Tic Tac. Right. Like, and so that's where, when you get talking like this and it's, you're, you're kind of just talking for fun, but you kind of get uh, maybe a sense of excitement or in a way, or maybe a sense of anxiety, depending on who you are. The, a lot of these stories start to kind of convalesce in a way. I don't know. Right. It's cool. Well, and again, like if you talk about the movement of these ships that have been seen tic tac or any of the others human beings or you know for that matter any other life form you wouldn't think would be able to survive that amount of g-force but if the thing's creating its own gravity internally you don't even feel it and you're just moving i don't know it's like freaking star wars is out there and we don't even know it the other thing i was going to bring up on the topic of the the phenomenon uh, is that they recovered what they thought was crash site materials in Argentina and Brazil. And it was about the size of this table. And it was, they tested it and it, it tested like magnesium. Like they could pick it up. The the guy that they talked to, he's like, I could pick it up with one finger. And it was like a sheet, probably the thickness of this table and the approximate shape of the table. And they could pick it up with like a finger. And although, like and so Rogan's kind of questioning the guy. He's like, "Well, is it something that you wouldn't be able to find on Earth, or you know, this and that?" It was found in like 1942, and as they did, like you know, the it was the isoscopic tests on it or isotope tests oh, yeah, on isotope. it. Or yeah, 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 sure. Um, they found that the concentration was definitely something that didn't come organically, and that was in 1942 and they're talking in today's money and today's terms saying it would take billions of dollars to make a material like that. And, and we're testing it now. And it was recovered in 1942, like just again, showing how far advanced, whatever that was, it it didn't come here organically. That's almost 80 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, And they're saying in, in 2020 terms, it would, it would cost billions of dollars to create a magnesium like that, but it was found in 1942. 
Hmm. Was that the the Bob Lazar interview? No, that was um, that was this uh, um, James Fox uh, the phenom- documentary, yeah, yeah. the phenomenon. I, a comment real quick about Bob Lazar. That's kind of funny to have seen. So if you listen to the first podcast with Bob Lazar and Jamie, <laughs> well, the guy that produces some of those documentaries, and uh, have you seen the episode with with Joe Rogan? And I Bob listened Lazar? to the Rogan episode, and I was super pumped. F- the for the documentary they kept yeah. referencing and the documentary was terrible yeah that's so my question for you is this yeah. phenomenon documentary better oh much better so yeah. that's like why when i said jamie i was like eh, jamie because he's just he's like there and he almost um i think it's like a um almost a discredit to bob lazar he's there he's kind of he has yeah. J- this guy jamie who's so passionate about it but he's a little bit of that conspiracy theory maybe and then Bob Lazar is like, no, this is what I actually believe. And so the first interview, he was, it was kind of, he was rather coy and shy and all this sort of thing. So with, with the uh, more recent interviews that have come out with Bob Lazar, though. So on his first, inter- this is his first, like, very publicized interview with Joe Rogan, Bob Lazar, that is. And he was, you could tell he was nervous. He had Jamie there. I think that was probably a bad choice. Um but now, if you've watched interviews with Bob Lazar, he's done a few more podcasts. He's now, you know, this this uh, Pentagon release came out. This ex-Israeli space agency guy, Bob Lazar, is he's he, vindicated. Yeah, he's like talking like he's so casually sitting there, leaning back in his chair, just like reeling it off. No big deal because he's feeling finally like maybe there's some some momentum in his favor. Whereas before, especially that first episode, again, Jamie, I think, made him look kind of stupid to be honest i think it made it look like lazar was talking in this conspiracy sense right yeah and i mean you got to think about it like that jamie guy's trying to sell a movie lazar's just trying to tell a story and it was like it got uncomfortable because joe would ask a question and jamie would be like set up the answer and then be like no you tell him you tell him bob (laughs) yeah and it was the same thing with commander fravor jamie was on there too or the, I don't blame these guys. You know, they're just trying to tell their story. Is his name Jamie or it's like yeah, it's Jamie is the, the he's yeah. like a director producer of yeah. these some of these documentaries, and um, it just it's not the right balance for someone telling a story of if, of potentially that importance. Well, the Lazar's nervousness I thought was derived from like he was putting him his own personal safety on the line by telling the story. Well, so a lot of that is true. There is some of it, though, that had already been kind of outed, um, at least I think in a newspaper sense, um, where he, you know, he had kind of packed up shop there and almost recreated like a new life. Like, I think he, doesn't he live in Michigan? He does live in, he lives, that's what he, he said in Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. but he did or, not yeah. want to disclose anywhere near yeah. where he lives. So he yeah. kind of packed up his career. Like he just does his own thing now out probably in, I don't know if it's Bay city I bet or you wherever. It's in like the UP. Probably so, the Vasa trail. Yeah. Probably just mountain biking all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh yeah, it's really interesting. You, I have noticed that though. Some of the podcasts he's been on more recently. Oh, I mean, I, um, I would imagine so because I think before it was like just him talking about it and he, you know, people thought he was a, you know, he had actually, you know, people after him kind of to get yeah. this element that he, he actually claimed that he took from the site that he worked at. And he had such um, de- like very detailed memory of these craft and everything. And if it's just this one guy, yeah, it's, it's super easy to think, oh yeah, he's talking out of his ass or he's, that was a period of time where maybe he was, I don't know, on drugs or so, who knows. He had these crazy visions and all this. 
but now you have some some corroborating evidence from what seems to be very official sources um yeah yeah i mean i just i can't get over the galactic federation thing yeah and the other thing too like if that that exists oh like yeah serious it's like star wars jeremy corbell jeremy yeah corbell corbell sounds like men in black I, I said Jamie. Jamie. Jamie's yeah. the guy that he has helping with the. Uh, Jamie's the. the edit, yeah, yeah. He, Jamie is is legit. He's he's running the podcast on the back end. But Jeremy Corbell, yeah. Yeah. Um. So the the one thing though, what you were saying too about the, you know, this ex-Israeli space agency guy, Israel actually has like a legit space program. Right. I mean, it's a small country, but they they have a moon uh, rover. They they have they they're as far as like. The global scope of um, space agencies—they're right in the mix, I think. With a lot—I mean, obviously, smaller, smaller budget, smaller country, but, but it's not like it's—you know—some people might read that and be like, "Oh, this ex-Israeli um, space agency guy. Oh, like Israel, small country. He probably doesn't know what the hell he's talking about." Yeah. But no, they're they're intertwined with, and they they said that with this whole galactic alliance or whatever it is that like they've communicated. So that just and and again going back to this phenomenon. Uh, documentary the people that they interviewed that had had um there was a group of school children in africa and then there was a few others in the states uh that they interviewed and you know it's like my first question is how do they communicate like you know how do you call a truce with like some alien life form you don't speak the same language whatever but all of these um people that they interviewed that had seen creatures extraterrestrial presumably they said they they didn't communicate with them but they all got a feeling of what the creature wanted like to communicate to them like um some of the school kids and they they call them back like you know 20 years later when they're all adults and they all recount the same thing that happened in africa south africa but they said they all walked away with a feeling of we need to take care of our planet like if that was the message that was being communicated, but they didn't understand why they all felt that. But maybe that is how this life form communicates. Who knows? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and you hear about like South Africa as in the South half of the continent, there's those stories about like that creature that lives in the depths of the Congo. And there's all sorts of stories that come out of that area of the world um, about that kind of, I guess, tangent off of some of these th- theories, I guess you could call them. Right. It's an interesting topic, though. It's it's fun to talk about, I think. I get excited when I talk about it. I don't get anxious. I do, too. I don't get anxious. I, yeah, and that, like, you know, the argument is that, you know, whatever the government knows or multiple governments know, they're afraid that if they tell us, it'll kind of ruin humanity. We, you know, it'll it'll cause, you know, people to just lose their minds because they don't know what's real and what's not, you know, religion, uh, politic, like hierarchies, that kind economy, of thing. Economy, yeah. Yeah, the economy, everything. They think we'll lose our minds, but I think that we're getting to this shift as more of this data has come out that people are excited about it. Like if they were to tell us, yeah, they're here, we've known about it for 50 years or whatever, going back to Roswell, you know, 70 years, whatever, um, I think people would be really excited about it. And it would... You know, to, again, to like the whole budget thing that David talked about, like it validates what we're doing. I mean, we're we're trying to catch up with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could look at it from that point of view. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or maybe. we could just steal the technology. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that makes you think of uh, you know the space force that uh, is relatively new. Yeah, you know, 
that yeah, branch seems- of the government, but... Yeah, you guys are familiar with the War of the Worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so back in the day, this was before TV, and they had the radio show that talked about, oh, the aliens were invading. It was a fictitious show, but people that tuned into the radio thought it was real, and everybody lost their freaking mind, right? Yeah. So to your point, Nate, that would make sense to keep it under wraps because if that information came out public, like people would lose their stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, back then. But I think now, I think it would be different just because like the Pentagon's acknowledged like, the videos that came out. It feels out. like they're just releasing just little tidbits just to desensitize you just a little right. bit at a time Yep. Yeah. to when the real, when they were ready to release the real news, it's not as big a deal. It does right. feel that way. Yeah, yeah, that there's this push for something coming. I don't know. What are your thoughts, yeah. Jeremiah? Well, you know, we're obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic right now, Nathaniel. So it's, it's, do you think really the 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 world is ready for something new that can that they can't handle? I mean that's 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 the struggle, right? We're in something where, you know, they're we're looking for the government assistance and and we're in the middle of the unknown. You add another variable to this. I mean, the world's already in chaos as it is. So I mean, so granted, I would like to learn more. I'm I'm all about learning and data and and you know, but can the American people handle something that they can't control again, like the pandemic? Yeah. I bet you they got some sweet bikes, though. <laughs> some, I mean, those very, aliens. Yeah. I bet you they got some sweet TFRs. That, that's like the Tron bike on yeah. you know with yeah. it. I mean, doesn't have yeah. a chain, doesn't it? Yeah, just goes. It just goes. Yeah. No, it's um, it's something that I yeah I'm I'm definitely ex- I get excited when I talk about it, but there are a lot of people that do get anxious, um, or they'll say, oh yeah, well I hope that they're, I hope they're friendly or you know, right, but. If all of these theories are true, then I think it's pretty clear that they are at least impartial. Yeah. You know, they're not. Yeah. I would think if they are not friendly, they would have wiped us out already. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Like they're thousands of at, years yeah. ago, probably. My thought is they're looking at us as a Petri dish. Like, okay, this is what we come from on our planet, whatever it is. And we're checking out Earth and trying to figure out where they are on their evolution and how many species we have and... Yeah. Parallel universe. Yeah. If they've got the technology to come from likely light years away to come hang out with us. Zader, and, Zader reticuli. And not be seen. Mm-hmm. They've got the technology that at a push of a button, they could wipe us out in two seconds. Oh, yeah. Right. I, and, and when Nathan was saying, you know, if you were to re- reveal this information right now or with people not prepared for it, there probably would be chaos because a lot of it becomes very, very like cerebral. You're thinking... It's that same feeling of when you're laying down at night and you can't imagine what's beyond the universe. You're saying you can't comprehend. Humans aren't meant to do so. And so it kind of, you start to question, you know, like religious topics and all that. And we've talked about before, there's that whole theory of like these parallel, this is getting deep. This is just for fun. Let's get get deep. Let's dig. Yeah. Parallel universe. So, so these, whatever this is that potentially is amongst us or maybe many, who knows, many different civilizations, but they have become so technologically advanced that they've broken the or they have um actually i don't know what the word surpassed the ability to jump into a different parallel universe yeah like that and so that that theory is like everything's just on a cycle you know there there's this cyclical pattern to a parallel universe i feel like somewhere somehow the earth and the obviously billions of people living on it we must add some kind of value to them or they would have, like like we Ben just alluded to they would wipe us out right we right. have to we have to serve some kind of of service or value to them or they would just you know what do they need us for right I mean like anything else I mean there's hostility we're shooting rockets at them I mean they're not 
Yeah. A whale's not doing the same, so they might just be under the ocean investigating whales. Sure. I think that whole idea of hostility is 100% perpetuated by Hollywood. Right, right. Because if humans, if we were able to get to another planet where there are aliens there, like our first interest isn't to wipe them out, right? No. No, you'd be like, what the hell is this? It would make sense that that any alien coming here would want the same. Yeah. There's, yeah, the inherent baseline is not hostility. No. But the thing that would disrupt humanity that's not excited about it is that this would be the first time that we're at, we aren't the superior uh form of life like we're at the top of the food chain now we, we build cities i mean we don't really have any predator or anything that could threaten us but if there was a superior life form that was that far advanced from us that was here that could wipe us out that's where people are gonna lose their shit a little bit well and like if if this guy is actually not just totally shooting the sh- like you know whatever like just totally lying flat out if this is true i mean he's saying that they've been here and that they- we have an agreement with them like the government has an agreement with them to do experiments on earth yeah like that's that's pretty crazy like when the day comes and they do announce this kind of stuff or if they do it's it you know if that's actually true then they've been here the whole time how crazy that that's going to feel weird like this whole time they've been here we don't we didn't even know do you guys think that uh, the government's prepping us to to tell us about it? Is there a push? I don't. It, it kind of feels that way with the little like releasing the you know the Tic Tac video and allowing Lazar to tell his story. It feels like they're just letting little snippets out there. I don't know if there's a bigger story behind it. I can't say for sure, but that's kind of what it feels like. Jeremiah? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that, uh, this is my personal opinion, I, I don't think that, that Americans could handle it, to be honest with you. I think it would cause so much chaos that they're 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 managing it and they're marketing it as such, so just a little bit of tidbit, so it just keeps the, you know, uh, the people attuned almost, but the, I think that uh, the human brain, mind concept can't handle what they would actually probably, if they, what we actually know has been released, I think that it would send it to a tailspin and be in such chaos that um, the government then world would be such chaos that we, they couldn't handle it. So I think that kind of going back rather than we're in the pandemic right now, we're, we're struggling with that, let alone something bigger life form that, that we can't control, don't know enough about, right? There would be so many questions that it would just perpetuate to the point where it would just be complete chaos. If we have an agreement with them and there's a galactic federation... I would think we'd know quite a bit about them. Like, couldn't we, they help us out with a fucking vaccine for COVID? <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, to go back to like all the things that we have been doing and all the money that we have been spending for all this kind of stuff. Like, depending on how long we've known about them, you think if we had an agreement with them and we could communicate with them that they they wouldn't share some of the technology that they they have with us? Like, like I get like okay, you know, the it would make sense if they don't exist. It would make sense all the money we spent for uh, space exploration, it would make sense because we're looking to see if there is life. We're looking to continue mankind's exploration and try to get to another planet. But if they have been here and they do exist and we can communicate to the point where we have, there's a galactic federation and we have an agreement with them to do testing on earth. I would think at that point that we would get a ride to Mars. We wouldn't even need. Yeah, we wouldn't like. I would think if we have like the. I would think the first thing I would think of for payback. Okay, yeah, you guys can poke holes in the ocean if you want to, but we get some of your shit technology. I wonder if there there is maybe a sense of um, 
I don't know if fear is the right word, but if, if it has been made very clear that they have a specific objective with like Jeremiah was saying, that we provide a service to them in some capacity, whether it's us or our planet, but the government also recognizes that they are of far superior intelligence and a technological advancement, and we kind of just have to follow along. Like, If we were to say no, could it result in something bad for us? Right. Yeah, we're going to test your planet, and if you say no, then good luck. <laughs> I would say if there is some sort of galactic alliance and if we are able to communicate with them and if there's some sort of agreement out there, what is through this whole COVID thing, what has been the discussion about everything is about the economy. Everything comes down to money. Mm. And if our government has any sort of hand in it, if the politicians and if the, you know, the power people in our country and in the world have anything to do with it, there is a strategy in place so that those people can capitalize the most on it. Yep. What that is, I have no idea, but I would I can only assume that that's the angle. It yeah, it's the the driver of everything that we know. I mean, it only makes sense. Yeah, it's and and you can I mean with like the parallel universe thing too, you can get really deep with it. You like if you're if you think about it in like a selfish standpoint as a human being as a race of humans, you could say because in the parallel universe theory, it's re- constantly relapsing, right? There's a, a universe that exists and it gets to a certain technological advancement or maybe a chaos or something in which that particular instance relapses to a fresh one. Is this the one time where that theory is broken and a particular there's there's essentially a butting of heads of two parallel universes? Right. Because by the theory, that would never happen. It yeah. would always be one. Yeah. But are we the one That's time? Deep. Are we the one time that? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know what you just said there. Somewhat, so essentially, a civilization external to our comprehension. I think you already got into episode forty, man. I mean, <laughs> I, Nathan knows. No, I know. We, what you're we've saying. talked a lot yeah. about parallel universe theory, and it's just because you have in in this case, it would break the theory. You have a civilization now. What we know, we don't know of any other. Um, intelligent life as of right now we've never as humans sitting here we've never been told but if there is, if there is that in existence from an external to our n- comprehension being that has now somehow connected with us in any capacity that would completely break that theory mm-hmm. and are we that are we the instance of that theory being broken or just does i don't know you can get real or is that theory it. happening over and over again in other theories of other realms <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> Is the I ins- know. Cheers, boys. <laughs> is the instance of a civilization coming into contact with this civilization just yet another instance in a parallel? Yeah, it's crazy. You can get you can get real deep with that. Yeah, I don't understand what you just said, Matt. It's all good, but it's I want to I want to back up just a little bit. Sure. So we talked about these small snippets of information being released, like the Tic Tac and all that. Mm-hmm. So the stories that have come out are about spacecraft. Mm-hmm. Do you think the next bit of information that's going to come out is about what's piloting that spacecraft? Like the actual, quote unquote. Yeah, aliens. well, that was one of the things they talked about in the phenomenon because it's like, um, I forgot who they were interviewing, but he said, you know, the one thing that we don't have is biological evidence. We have materials supposedly from a crashed, you know, ship in Roswell or in... in and Lazar never saw any of that. That he, was just craft. He, he was. Craft. It was yeah, just craft. craft yeah. yeah, 
he said that he walked past a room one day and it looked like two people were interviewing or, or there was there was a small figure childlike figure in a chair and he's like it was one of those things where i walked by and maybe in my mind played a trick on me he he doesn't even say you know unequivocally i saw some little person or little being in a chair but he says you know it, it could have been my mind playing a trick on me it just to me there was an instance where I walked past a room and saw something being, you know, there was, there was two humans in there and talking to something. That's the only thing he ever talks about. But again, in the documentary, they said that's kind of the one missing pieces. We don't have any biological evidence of any kind. Like, you know, we can say, all right, we found this piece of magnesium or, you know, who knows what happened to the Roswell evidence if, if it wasn't a weather balloon but um we don't we still haven't captured any kind of biological evidence you know skin or saliva or a actual physical person or anything like that you could really argue that these spacecrafts didn't have any sort of well they could be didn't, didn't have a pilot in any way right they I mean, could it would make sense if you got the technology to send them the distance or wherever. I mean, look what we're doing. That they're just collecting data. Yeah. Well, one it's the, just a probe like like we're sending to Mars. Right. One of the biggest stories is Roswell, though. And they, I think in Roswell, they did say that they, that there were bodies. Well, then but, there's like theories that those were fake and that they were manufactured with like animal organs in them and, yeah. and made to look. The one thing that uh, about, about Lazar's uh, story um, is that he also has accounts from his own memory, but very vivid accounts of humans being able to step in and back engineer, reverse engineer, and figure out at least how to pilot it. Mm -hmm. He talks about, like, he watched them fly around. Yeah. Um, so, so that would maybe lead to, there must have been something piloting it. Because if it was truly just a drone, then you'd think that there wasn't access to be able to pilot it on its own. It's, I don't know. It's interesting, though. One of the interviews on that documentary that I keep going back to is a, um, it's a guy, I forgot the guy's name, but he was a, um, arborist in New Mexico or Nevada. And he's, he's out, you know, working a long day with, with his crew of like five, six guys and they, they're packing up, heading in, it was getting dark out and then they see this like disc and the the one guy's like stop the car i'm gonna go check it out he goes in and they're they tried to tell him not to he goes over to it and he like kind of hides behind a stump and as the thing's taken off he starts running to the car and gets knocked over by some type of force and the guys that were in the truck were like we're just they bailed on him <laughs> they were like fuck this we're out of here we don't want to get killed or abducted or whatever um and and then they stop the car, they go back, and he's not there. They eventually say, okay, we got to go to the police and just tell them what happened. But they're like, we look like suspects that we just offed our buddy that or our work coworker or whatever. He's missing in the woods, and, and we're saying we're making up this story about a disc and him getting abducted or whatever. Uh, end of the story is that he shows up five days later in town. Uh, they like he he gets dropped off on the kind of the outskirts of town. Wanders in, he's okay. He's got you know five days worth of growth on him, but other than that, he's fine. And he says that 
he recounts their story to the officials, the, the cops and everything, and says, you know, this is what happened. They didn't, you know, it wasn't like they mugged me or something or whatever. Uh, and he recounts that he woke up inside some type of shuttle and, you know, his eyes are glazed over. He sees two, like, stereotypical aliens looking over him. And they they recognize that he's, like, becoming coherent and they go to, like, sedate him again or whatever. And he runs out of the room and he says he gets into, like, kind of a control room, what he thinks is kind of the, the cockpit or the, the control room. And he starts just hitting buttons trying to get off this thing, whatever it is. And um, as he's hitting all these buttons, there there's this holographic map in front of him all of a sudden of stars. And he, he's like, I, I had to figure that that was like the, the navigation area because it had this like holographic map that came up. And then he says, two human type people come into the room and they've, they've got like a globe over their head. Um. And, and they, he's like, oh, thank God humans are here to save me and get me out of here. And they don't say a word to him and they bring him to another area. And then these alien type figures come back in and, and then he loses consciousness again. And, um, he's like, the next thing I remember is waking up, you know, basically on the outskirts of town, wandering into town. And that's his story of, of abduction. Of being abducted. Huh. That'd be, yeah. I mean, it was it was that'd be a little bit. You should, and I thought about actually purchasing it because it was like thirteen bucks to purchase the documentary or five bucks, six bucks to rent it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit, I should just buy it, and then you guys could watch it with me. But yeah, it's like six bucks. You should watch it because it's a really interesting, like stories that I hadn't heard before. Like yeah. this Tic Tac stuff is all very fresh. Sure. And Roswell obviously is big, big news, or you know historically like the spot but this this was an interesting abduction story that i'd never heard before that police were involved in in investigated it yeah and there's all the stories up in the pacific northwest in particular of uh cattle being eviscerated or 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 specific organs with very surgical laser cuts taken out of their all the sort of thing where you start it just you just wonder like is there a scenario where yeah maybe they are experimenting i don't know why they'd pick cattle or maybe whales in the case of the tic tacs is there certain is there certain things they're after and if 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 it is that case then what is it that they're after i don't know who knows hopefully not us hopefully not us was there any anal probing in that story (laughs) (laughs) jeremiah you want to take that section negative yeah it Did was he, weird i got dropped off on the outskirts of town and i was walking like walking i had a broom like, up my ass <laughs> isn't that what happened when you got dropped on the gravel ride a couple of years ago when oh. your headlight went out or when your saddle fell off did you get the, abducted in, uh, sounds like the guy smoked peyote the, he tripped over a patch of very hallucinogenic mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird night that was a really weird night remember that we drove out and we were looking for jeremiah out in the middle of nowhere oh yeah yeah. And then he just comes rolling into the parking lot. Hey, guys. <laughs> Did yeah. you get abducted? I was just out riding, that's, riding that's my friends. What? Well, you think that's what happened. You could have lost consciousness and then showed up on uh, on, on the way to, to uh, the, the park again. I don't I, know. I probably didn't tell you guys about the next morning and some sore extremities or <laughs> things like that, but that stays with me. <laughs> Uh, between you and the shuttle that's the first rule of fight club okay yeah okay 
If you've been abducted, you don't talk about being abducted. That's right. <laughs> or the side effects. Or the next day. Aliens. Aliens. It's a crazy topic. It's fun to talk about, though. It really is. But yeah. I, I know my beer is empty. I think everyone yep. else is pretty I'm much dry. empty as well. Yep. So I think that's a good place to end episode 39. Thank Thanks you Thanks for joining us, boys. To the uh, yep. P-O-F-U podcast, boys. It um, has been a pleasure. <laughs> I enjoyed my time, fellas. Thank you very much. It was a good time. Yep. But uh, for those of us, or for those that are listening, um, be sure to reach out to us on social media, at Eclipse on Tap for Instagram and Twitter. And then email at Eclipse, or sorry, Eclipse on Tap at gmail.com. And finally, you can look at our website, eclipseontap.space, for uh, a directory of the episodes, people we've interviewed in the past, a lot of good stuff on there. So with all that said, we'll see you for episode 40. That's crazy. Crazy to say. Yep. We should um, do yeah. 40s for our beer. For we all. <laughs> oh. Oh. Was that, Fort, a, was that something episode? you had already? Jerry planned to pick up 40s on the way here today. Oh, I, said, shit. I said, don't do it. Well, we'll do it next time. Uh, 40s on 40th. <laughs> Yep. And uh, that'll be for the 40th. That'll be fun. That'll you be guys got to come back for the 40th then. We'll all have a 40. 40, 40 episodes. That's 40. a lot. It That's is a lot. lot yeah. It's I, a, it's I good. actually told Haas we're going to you know, hold him down and tape two 40s to his hand, Edward 40 hands for this episode. Play, well, that's what we'll do. We'll play Edward hey, 40 hands next for the month. 40th. There's next month. After you say one word, you have to take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't speak again until you're done. <laughs> So episode 40 is going to be 2021, right? It will be, yeah. yeah. So this is the last of 2020. This yeah. is the final episode Hang of the year. Well, cheers, well, cheers to that. Yeah, cheers. We've come a long Empty way through, through, the, uh, through this, uh, you know, this crazy time we have going on here. But uh, thankfully we have uh, the Pub 39A to, uh, to rest our heads upon, you know. We, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good no, it, it's been good. Episode 39. Uh, we'll see you back in 2021 for episode 40. Big cheers. 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 Deuces.